up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. My name's Derek, and we are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed, and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? I'm so good. We're talking about my vault movie, and it's going to be so good. Yeah, we are. So those of you who didn't like it, next we have got Pete. Pete, how's it going this evening? Uh, It's going great. And Derek, congratulations to your Kansas City Chiefs for beating my Buffalo Bills in a coin toss. It was a great game. Wow. (laughs) It was a great game. And in our defense, no one was squawking three years ago when Tom Brady beat us the same way. So just saying. I would have been I would have been squawking because I hate Tom Brady. So well, yeah, but who doesn't? Um (laughs) next we have got Rebecca. Rebecca, how you doing? I'm doing so well. I'm excited to be here. And I've actually never seen this movie before. So it was interesting to get to watch it for the first time. Nice. And we have full platoon tonight. We've got Sam. Sam, love the popcorn bucket. How's your evening going? Why, thank you, Derek. My evening is going just dandy. I'm happy to be here with all of you. Happy to be talking all things Disney Plus as usual. Yeah. And we've got Gina with us tonight who says, go Rams. So on a side note, we're looking for a new producer. Um (laughs) I have to say, Pete, I think that was really well done in your congratulations to Derek. You know, that was a bet we made last week and, Mm -hmm. you know, because of your two teams being in it. And I got to give you props for, you know, following through on your end of the bargain. Yeah, it was it. Well, it's two really, really good teams is what I'll say. So it was it was a very good game. But yeah. Uh, Two really, really this, good offenses. This, well, yeah, the city of Buffalo is very crushed, though. So I'm, yeah. I'm repping, I'm repping my city and Disney at the same time here. Oh, very nice. <laughs> okay, Kate, we've got a bunch of Disney Plus news tonight. Why don't you get us going? We have so much Disney Plus news. It's exciting. Okay. Um, And I'm going to need some of the tuners help to pronounce some of this stuff, just so you know. So first of all, on the Marvel timeline in Disney Plus, they have switched the order of Black Widow and Black Panther with Black Widow now being listed as happening first. So that matters to me because as you all know, I am currently watching through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe it's a wild time. It's a wild time. All right. Uh, jo- second up, Josh Duhamel has been cast as the new lead in Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 2, replacing Emilio Estevez. Um, now, this, I, I apologize if I butcher this, uh, the pronunciation of this. Fra Free? 
Kazi, Echo's brother from Hawkeye, has been added in an unknown role to the upcoming Beauty and the Beast prequel series. Josh Gad and Luke Evans are reprising their roles as LeFou and Gaston. Uh, next up, the Marvel series What If Season 2 and Secret Invasion have both been pushed from their 2022 release dates to a 2023 or later. This puts the Marvel release slate at three movies and four series for the remainder of 2022. Next up, the upcoming series Moana will debut as a musical series exploring Moana's adventures beyond the reef following the feature film. The series originally scheduled to debut in 2023 has been pushed to 2024. And last but certainly not least, today the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series that we have discussed previously have received the official green light to begin production for release on Disney+. And uh, that's all we got. Derek, back yeah. to you, my friend. So those, so the Marvel fans are going to have to get by with what was it, seven things <laughs> right. instead that of nine right. things. So. You know, I you know I don't like what if. So I think Rebecca and I can manage with just our four series and three movies. And right, Rebecca, what do you think? I was actually like, that's a lot. I've got to take in. Not that I'm not excited about it, but it's like. To me, it was easy understanding phase one through three because it all had happened already and I was just catching myself up. But being at the same place as everyone else in the MCU right now is overwhelming, I'll say. So. <laughs> Agreed. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm for still, those of us that are. Sorry. I'm still surprised Secret Invasion is a TV series because that's like a big event in Marvel. Mm-hmm. kind of like the infinity story. So I'm surprised they're doing it as a TV series and not part of like an Avengers movie. And, right. and that, well, or and or that like multi-movie, right? Like, I was like, like that may be why it's getting bumped is it may be just being changed into a movie. So that, yeah, because they've started shooting. So who knows? But this week, Kate, as she's super excited, <laughs> Chose our vault movie this week, and she chose The Rescuers Down Under. Now, normally we'll talk about it and do the trivia last, but this week we're doing the trivia first because a lot of the stuff in the trivia would get talked about in the discussion. So I want to see who really watched the movie. Uh, Rescuers Down Under trivia um, was one of the was in one of the classic periods of releases for Disney. And is a movie I know I had not seen in a long time. Um, but want to see, you know, how many of you out there have seen it? And I know a lot of you probably haven't seen it lately. That's okay. So of this group who, cause I, uh, Rebecca said she had not seen it. I have not seen it before. Obviously Kate has seen it. What about uh, Derek and Sam? Have you, have you I guys saw seen it, it before? I saw it when it came out in theaters, but that was probably the last time I had seen it. Same. I saw it. I don't know if I saw it like right when it came out in the theaters in 1990 or if I saw it, you know, a couple years thereafter on VHS. But I definitely have not seen it since the 90s. And I'm pretty sure I had only seen it the one time that I hadn't seen it. Not like other movies like, you know, Beauty and the Beast or Lion King that I've seen like a million times. I'm so excited for this. Okay. Yeah, hey guys, I'll tell you, if you've watched it fairly recently, 
questions aren't that hard. So I'm expecting someone from here to take the title. Good luck, everyone. How'd you guys do? <laughs> I think I, I did know, good. I know I missed one. Okay. Yeah, I, I know I missed one and I'm unsure about three. I would say like 10 of the 15 were fairly easy if you recently watched the movie. But I'd say the others were some. There were a handful that were harder. Okay. Well, let's see how things went. What does Cody rescue at the beginning of the movie? He rescues an eagle. How is the message transmitted to New York? They do it by telegraph. Ah, that one I got wrong. What organization do they work for? They work for the Rescue Aid Society, and I can't sing the song. Rescue Aid Society. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Kate can sing it for us. Uh, The eagle is Marahute. That that was pure guess on my part. (laughs) Oh, I remembered that one. Well, I figure, you know, Michelangelo, the turtle, Mufasa, Mm -hmm. the lion, Mortimer, the mouse. (laughs) Try to give a little clue there. The name of the albatross. In this one, the albatross was Wilbur. In the original, original, it was Orville. Orville. Because he was his brother. And Orville and Wilbur, right, for the Wright brothers. Right. So Correct. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, the name of the pet goanna is Joanna. I didn't know that was a goanna. Yeah. Well, and goanna is technically. And I got that I one wrong. Because I looked it up. The goanna, a goanna is technically any of a lizard along the lines of an iguana or anything along those lines. But it doesn't necessarily have to be an iguana. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was supposed to be like a Komodo dragon or something. But, well, uh, yeah, again, it's. Gwen is just the term, the Australian term for general general, term. Yeah. Your general term for a lizard. Yes. Um, Who voiced McLeach was George C. Scott. This one was a pure guess on my part. I guess I I knew it wasn't Jeremy Irons and I knew it wasn't John Candy because John Candy is the voice of Wilbur. Yes. Uh, so I just guessed between Ian McKellen and George Scott and I've got it wrong. So yeah, because and those who guessed Ian McKellen shall not pass. So, um, I, who I is just kept... Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons is Scar. Scar in the oh, original okay. animated, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, just, I could I, really. I mean, I I can think of all of their voices, but I yeah. just, yeah. I just wanted uh, him to say, "Rommel, you magnificent bastard!" Yes. <laughs> or look at the big board. <laughs> oh, which is actually the his facial expressions in Doctor Strangelove are actually what they based a lot of the facial expressions in this off of. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. Joanna loves to eat eggs. Joanna, did you eat my eel eggs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. McLeach throws to the crocodiles. Cody's backpack gives the Rangers something to find, which you never see Cody reunited with his mom. So that's the scene I think they should have included by the end. But, you know, Disney loves to maintain the uh, broken family. So Frank. I also love how quickly they gave up. It was just like, well, we found his backpack. Oh, it must be dead. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Frank tries to escape his cage by picking the lock with his tail. Like 
all afternoon and evening. Brian, get uh, the keys! Yeah. Who saves the eagle eggs? Bernard saves the eagle eggs with the rocks that he replaces them with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he hides the eggs. He yes. saves the... He's he's the savior of the whole thing, really. Yeah, really, mean, he does. He saves yeah. Cody. He's yeah. yeah. Well, the, 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 eagle, the eagle helps too, but I feel like because he saves Cody and Bernard when they're going down the waterfall. But right, um, McLeach dies by falling off the waterfall because yep. the crocodiles give up because they That's understand right. that the, the waterfall is coming. Right. Miss Bianca was voiced by Ava Gabor in her last film appearance. Really? Yes. I guessed it was her sister. Yeah, Zsa Zsa. We We ended up looking that up because my daughter's like, is that Duchess? Yes. <laughs> so for, for Disney people, obviously, um, the Aristocats was also voiced by Ava Gabor. So I, we looked it up and I was like, I don't, I thought one was, I thought this one was Zsa Zsa, but no, they were both mm-hmm. Ava nope, Gabor. Both Ava. Mm-hmm. What kind of mines surround McLeach's house? Aban- nothing but abandoned opal mines, as far as the eye can see. Uh, yeah, I got that one wrong. That. And part of the reason this did not succeed is the movie that opened the same weekend as Rescuers Down Under was Home Alone. Oh. <laughs> that was that the movie sense. I went to that weekend. Yeah, it, just <laughs> ran up, it ran up against a buzzsaw. However, Dances with Wolves... Captain America and the Godfather three also all opened within a month. Wow. So it's Captain America, whichever one came out in 1991. Wow. I don't know. I have no idea. There was a Captain America that came out then. So Mm, interesting. So I know Gina doesn't think she did real well. So, Let's see who we've got. We have Kate <gasps> won it. Yay! <laughs> oh, I tied. Well, I tied. I tied with well, Craig. Well, oh, so I will tie. tell you that Craig would have won, but he missed the first two questions. He didn't. He Craig is a friend oh, of mine who was signing online. Gotcha. By the ah. time he signed on, it was on question three. And I and I say oh. this not to denigrate Kate in any way. No, it's just, fine. No, it's just, fine. <laughs> just to say credit, he yeah. is like the king of all Disney trivia. And every any movie he really likes, he knows all the trivia answers Ooh, to. Yeah. That's wow. that's an awful big statement. And Jeremy and I might, you know, go against him on that one. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to tell you if I have sailed on the cruise ship with him and we, he has won every Disney trivia okay. Okay. on the ship. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to, we'll have to get Jeremy on here and see how things go. All right. uh, Holly, Holly got third. Uh, Pete, you got fourth. Sam, you got fifth, the best platooner ever. So I'm guessing that is Gina got no Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> Come <laughs> Rebecca on. Now. Dan seventh, Ryan eighth and Gina didn't do so. Gina well. was right. She did terrible. She did terrible. <laughs> yeah, did. So with that guys, now let's talk about the movie because that was a lot of fun. So, and Kate, I'm going to start with you this one. With this one, but I think I know how you can answer. Was this movie soaring like an eagle, or should it be fed to the crocodiles? So I love this movie. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot shorter than I remember it being, um, and it's it's the only thing that was kind of hard for me was I'm not a fan of animal cruelty. 
So that was like, there were parts of it that were like, oh, did not age well. But um, gosh, there are so many great one-liners in it. I quote this movie um, like when the little little ant people are like, pea soup, pea soup, <laughs> like that part. And Frank, get the keys, the keys, the keys. I'm stuck. I'm st- like, just there's so many good one-liners in it that like Joanna, like I just, there's <laughs> so Joanna. many good, just little moments like that. And I loved the animation of it. Um, it's so 90s. And it's just the way that they, even Joanna, even the way they draw Joanna, you can't help but just be like, okay. Like, okay. So I really like this movie. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. So Pete, what about you? Uh I'm gonna. I'm. I've been grumpy of, of late, but um, <laughs> it's not as bad as the Eternals, at least. But um, no, I I liked the movie. Okay, um, it was. There were some very good parts to it. Um, I thought ac- actually, like I grew up on the first Rescuers, but I'd never seen this movie, and I was kind of disappointed how little the Rescuers were in this movie. Like I really enjoyed the A plot, the the part with Cody and McLeish and the rescuers and everything. But then they'd be like, "Okay, now we're gonna have ten minutes with the Wilbur," and and the whole Wilbur part, and like he's he's in there like getting his back straightened. And I'm like, "Why do we need this? I don't. It's not funny. I don't think it's funny." <laughs> and so 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 there were some really good and, and the movie was short anyways and i was like i was like are the rescuers in like 20 minutes of this movie i don't know but um and i love i love uh eva gabor and 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 bob newhart the way they play bianca and uh bernard so i really liked the parts when they were in it and the parts there wasn't enough of them um so okay. overall there were good parts to this movie and there were and i enjoyed the animation too because like it was that time right before Disney went, shoom, you know, with with um, uh, Beauty and the. Be- I mean, this was like this. This movie was between Little Mermaid and Beauty, and, and, Beauty the Beast, and the Beast, right? So, and and if you go back and watch Little Mermaid, animation isn't that great in that movie. So it's kind of like this transition where suddenly, like, I think they got bigger budgets. I gotta assume when you when you look at Beauty and the Beast, it's so much better. Um. But I I enjoyed the animal animation. I enjoyed parts of this movie, but there were parts of it that didn't work for me. So that's where I'm at, I'm at with it. What about you, Rebecca? Um, I'm gonna be honest that I was not looking forward to watch not looking not not looking forward to watching this, but just no interest, I guess, in that's wanting fair. to watch this movie. Um, just because like it wasn't. When I think of like really hyped up classic movies, I think of like what is the one where they're underwater? Little Mermaid. No, oh. Atlantis. 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 Yeah. I think of Atlantis. That's like really hyped. That's probably super good. I think of the the one about the seas. I can't like. I, I, what I'm trying to say is that I don't hear a lot <laughs> about these movies. And so I didn't have really any expectation going into it. Um, I watched it today, like right before coming on the show. 
And I was genuinely surprised at the questions that I got right because I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't paying the most attention. Um, I was also confused by the seagull. I don't know like <laughs> what his part played in <laughs> it. Um, but they and like there was one part that I paid attention to that like just threw me off because they were loading the gun with the needles. Mm-hmm. And then he had this line where he was like, you can't do that to me. I'm an American citizen. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, what is that? And so I stopped trying to like pay it. And that's at the beginning of the movie. So I tried to stop paying attention to it. Um, I knew there would be animal abuse um, in this movie because it was an old Disney movie. And we just watched um, the Treehouse one. And it was the same thing. So... Swiss Family Robinson. Yep, that one. Um, and so I knew that it would be kind of the same thing. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It wasn't the, the best thing I ever saw. Um, it's going to be like bottom of the list as far as rat movies are concerned. But it's- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, as far as rat movies? Rat movies, because she's talking Ratatouille. Because Ratatouille is just oh. so, so... Okay, so, so this is lower than Secret of Nam? Do what? Yeah, secret this- actually, actually, my wife yeah, said it was lower than Secret of Nim, but yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Is. I don't remember Secret of oh. Nim enough to. Well, what about an American Tale? <laughs> oh, American Tale. Oh, see, the original I liked. The original yeah. I liked. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe Stuart Little. I think. Stuart Little <laughs> I love you're ranking rat. Movies. I know, this but is awesome. <laughs> so it's it's not bad, but I won't watch the first one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <No. laughs> um. Okay, can I first say that I still, like, the entire movie was like, where the heck are Cody's parents, okay? Well, his dad died. Okay, so where is Cody's mom? Why isn't she looking for him? Why are there rats looking for him instead of instead of human beings like i i really had a hard time like suspending reality and i kept focusing on that the entire movie i actually really enjoy wilbur and his antics i think that's the to me that was better than the a plot sorry oh really yeah i i did not i i did not love this movie it's i would agree with um rebecca it's it's definitely at the bottom of, of my list of Rat themed movies. <laughs> um, there were mice too. So. There were mice. Sorry, mice or rat themed movies. There was, rodents, there was a kangaroo movie. rat in it though. Right. That was so that maybe we'll just put it in the rodent family. Okay, yeah. so rodent family movies. Like it's it's probably in the 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 lower half of those, but it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't it wasn't like painful to watch. It just I it didn't keep my attention as much as like I I missed a couple of like easy questions. Um, when I say easy, because the the, th- the backpack one, uh, I I couldn't, I honestly didn't remember that part of the movie. Um, there were a couple of things that I guess I just kind of lost my lost my attention, lost my interest during the movie at certain points, and so I definitely missed some things that I don't think were that hard of questions. I just wasn't really paying close enough attention to it. So yeah, so it wasn't, it didn't soar. But it it what was my other option? Oh, feed it to the crocs. It didn't. I don't know that it was fed to the crocs. You know, maybe it fell off the fell off the waterfall. Off the waterfall. <laughs> That's kind of bad. Maybe maybe it just like went into the rapids okay. and dissipated or something. I don't know, Derek. What do you think? Um, can't I say why it wasn't soaring. It was definitely airborne. 
it, it was definitely, yeah, I, I, you know, I loved the voices that were used. I would have loved to see more from Frank. I would have loved to see more from Frank. Yeah. He was, he was the funny, that was the funniest thing in the whole thing was him. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved, just love John Candy's voice though, as well. Oh, I love John Candy. Yeah. Love John Candy. And although when you have to realize that the original was Buddy Hackett, he was still, he was still the number two albatross. But <laughs> Kate, when, How does this rank on albatross movies for you? Then, Derek? <laughs> um, eh, anyway, Kate, when you mentioned uh, Joanna, uh, when I saw Joanna, I kept seeing a boo. I kept seeing all of the um, classic Disney yeah. animal Yago si- was there. All the animal sidekicks that were about ready to show up. So yeah. were my, my daughter was, con- my daughter constantly impresses me. She's like, that sounds like that sounds like a boo. It is a boo. It is a boo. It's the same voice, the same person oh. did uh, oh. Joanna that did a boo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um Pete, uh, you guys were talking about the the 90s look. This was actually the first movie where they took the outline drawings and then scanned them in and ink and painted it all digitally. So a program that was written by Pixar Studios. Yes, it was. It was not... Pixar didn't actually make it at this point. Their first thing they actually made was the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast. But they provided the program that they used for this. And you can kind of tell because they liked, you know, the CGI of them flying in towards Ayers Rock was mm-hmm. reminded me of the opening shot of uh, Crocodile Dundee hmm. with, with the helicopter coming towards you. Um, I really did like the flying animation in the early parts of the yes. movie, both the camera flying and the uh, eagle flying stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have and I to re- agree with both of you guys, with both Derek and Pete, that was actually the, the thing I actually probably enjoyed the most about the movie was the animation and, and sort mm-hmm. of, cause it's, it is so reminiscent of that era of Disney and yeah. it, it just, I, I, I see that and I, it makes me feel like I'm a kid again. It makes me feel like I'm in the golden age of Disney yeah. animation. And because this was in the middle of the golden age. That, yeah. Yep. I I will say I missed the typical Disney songs. Up to this point, the only other one that did not have any music was Black Cauldron, which was a, just a bad movie. But that's the only other Disney movie before animated Disney movie before this that had no songs. The length of it, the good news is, Pete, I think you mentioned how short it was. I'm glad they didn't try and add another 10 minutes in because this made them keep the movie, you know, made them, the plot had to keep moving and it was a little thin as it was. So, yeah. Okay. Now, this was also the first time Disney had ever done a sequel to any of their animated movies. And I'm going to pull up on screen. This is a list of all the animated feature movies that do not have a feature sequel. So I'm going to go with Rebecca on this one to start. Which one of those needs to get an animated sequel next? Do I have to pick one? Yes. Like my. F- yes. It's so hard. I'm not going to pick one. I am really <laughs> stuck 
between and I've sat at staring at this list while you talked for the past five minutes, Derek, about this last question. Staring at this list, trying to figure out which one I wanted more. It's between Emperor's New Groove mm. or Big Hero 6. I cannot figure out which one. The characters of every every main character in Emperor's New Groove is hilarious. They have their own comedy that I think is just my peak at least. Um, the acting of the the voice acting was so spot on for each of the characters as well. Um, and I would like to see just how Kuzco is, you know, living with this newfound like community vibe rather than like believing he's the best. Um, I know we have Kronk's new groove and there's Emperor's new school, which is a Disney channel series that was on, but I think another movie with, you know, heightened animation and even better voice acting with the same comedy would just be superb. Big Hero 6, that story is just amazing. They hit you with, is it Takashi? To his Tadashi. Tadashi. Oh my gosh. Right in the beginning and it just hit, and Baymax. I mean, that was when I did my Disney college program, I met Baymax and that was the first character that I like was emotional with. I needed a big hug from that marshmallow guy, like, so bad. And he just sat there and, like, rubbed my back. I have a video on it. It's it's perfect. Um, mm. So that movie just emotionally was everything for me. So I'm not going to pick between those two. So, yeah. Is it Sam next? Rotate down? Yeah. Yep. Sam. Sam. <laughs> uh, okay. So I personally don't think most features need a sequel. So I'm going to say that. So if I could answer nothing, I would. But I'm going to be a good sport and I'm going to answer uh, with a, a movie that's getting a TV series on Disney Plus. Uh, but it was so popular and the music was so good that Moana could uh, could do well as a sequel, not just from a theatrical, you know, making a lot of money for Disney. But if they got Lin-Manuel Miranda back to, you know, write some awesome music and come up and if they came up with a you know a decent storyline i think it would be it would be a hit so i'm actually excited to see the new disney plus tv series but like i said i don't i think most i don't really think most uh disney feature films need a sequel derek sam i'd agree with you on that one that most of them don't uh, but if i had to pick i'm going to go a little bit outside the mainstream on this one i'm going chicken little just ooh. because, sorry, just <laughs> was that ooh or boo? It, 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 well, you is in yuck. Sorry, but it's you could go about just about any of the Aesop's fairy tale. Aesop's fairy tales could get a treatment. You have so many of the animal characters, and the the caveat in this is you have to bring back fish out of water. If you have brought, if you bring back fish out of water, then I will watch just about anything. And I know several people are pointing on the side, like our producer said, Cinderella has two to three direct video. I'm going in the, these are ones that don't have in theater sequels. So Kate, how about you? Um, so I thought I had my answer. And then I realized that Rebecca made a really good case and I didn't need, like I, I had 
I don't know how I didn't even realize this because 100% Emperor's New Groove. 100% Emperor's New Groove. That is such an underrated Disney movie. It is so funny. It is so... The animation is great. The comedy is great. It, But to pick one that Rebecca didn't pick, um, I would love to see an Aristocats. I really liked the Aristocats. I thought the Aristocats were funny. You could do it with Toulouse and Berlioz and Marie as grown-ups with their kids. Um, okay. So, yeah. But Emperor's New Groove. Okay. 100%. Okay. So be saw, before I saw this list, I would have said Zootopia because I think there's a lot you can do with those characters. But once you put this list up, I so much would love to see a Roger Rabbit sequel. So uh, that's, yeah. That, yeah, it's never going to happen in a million years that, you know, the circumstances of that movie just are never going to happen. But um, that would be my fantasy pick would be to see okay. more more of the ro- world of Roger Rabbit. I I can definitely see that. Uh, Gina's Gina's on the Big Hero Six. Uh, Ryan says that Ichabod Mr. Toad sequel. Absolutely, <laughs> Ryan, you and I'll get right on that. Okay, we can find they can finally meet. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vicky says meet the Robinsons. Okay, uh, Gina says her second place was Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia uh, would be a good one. Okay. Um. Ryan says, for real, they, they need to make a big Hero 6 sequel immediately. There was I've a heard TV rumors. Series. I've heard, yeah, and I've, there's a series, Baymax series is coming. So, um, Federica says Milan. Okay. Uh, Dan says he'd like to see Up as a sequel. I would argue Doug uh, Days was a little bit there, but yeah. what? Yeah, but it's not a feature film. No, it's not a feature film. It's not a feature film. So, Rebecca, you had something to add? I forgot what it was. Okay. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I remember. I remember. As long as we can all agree that Tim Burton does not need to make another Disney movie, <laughs> where I'm with you on that. I, I'm okay. I don't think, I don't think you can get you any that. arguments there. No, I love some of his stuff, but yeah, he's done. Okay. No, good. Out now. One thing we never we did not mention that was in the Disney news this week, and I saved it for this next question: The Aristocats is getting a live action treatment. So. With the caveat that I'm not sure anything really needs another live action treatment. On this list, the red ones have already had a live action treatment. The yellow ones are all in production or have been announced at some point, including, yes, Black Cauldron and Sword in the Stone, which actually... Uh, I read an article. Lin Manuel Miranda actually wants to get in on that and write some songs for it because apparently mm-hmm. it's his son's favorite movie. But I'm going to go to Sam on this one. If you have to choose, which of these should get a live action remake? Okay, I'm going to agree with you on that caveat um, that nothing animated ever needs to be remade into a live action film. I'm going to first say that loud and clear. For the people in the back. <laughs> but if I have to make one of these into a live action, I'm going to go with um, ones that actually make fantastic stage shows. And so there's one on here that's yellow and I, I, that I'm still going to pick it um, as because that would be my first choice hands down Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's fantastic music. It's a fantastic okay. stage show. 
um, when they do the stage show, it's still Disney, but they're not doing it under the Disney name. And they added a, a couple songs. It's just a fantastic stage show. And so it can be made into a great movie, um, even though I don't think it has to be. The other one, if we're picking from ones that they haven't announced that I would pick would be Tangled. And it really is the same the same reason, right? So I actually haven't seen Tangled on Disney Cruise Ship. That's the only of, only one I think of the shows currently on that I haven't seen because it's on the Magic, the one ship I haven't been on. And But everybody raves about that stage show. And of course, it's a fantastic musical. And it also is the characters are mostly people, right? So I think that's the other part of it. I, I don't like, I didn't like the live action Lion King Um you don't get, have the facial expression that you can have in an animated lion that you can have in a CGI lion. It just did not work for me. So for those reasons, Hunchback, if I'm going for an announced one, if an unannounced one, Tangled. Derek, okay. what's yours? Um, mine is along the same lines of having a lot of people in it, Ratatouille. I think Ratatouille could be done as a um, a live action because all you really have to animate is the rats. I would have, really have to CGI as the rats. So that would freak some people out because real looking, real life looking rats are not the cute things that they are in the movie. But to me, that's the one that I would go with. Kate? Tarzan. Maybe Hercules. But you're right. It's the, it's, yeah, you got to pick the ones with all the, with the people. Mm-hmm. Got to pick the ones with the people. So, Hercules or Tarzan. Hercules could be really good. Hercules made an excellent stage show. They did a production of it in New York City uh, in an outdoor venue. I can't remember if it was in Central Park, but it was. They did a a, a fantastic production of Hercules okay. as a stage show. So I I think that's a good. I think that's a good pick for all the same reasons uh, yeah. as the ones that I picked. Yep, agreed. I, I, my final vote will be Hercules. So Pete? <laughs> um, I'm going to steal from Rebecca's last idea on the, on the sequel. I think a Emperor's New Groove could be a really funny live action movie because similarly, it's mostly humans with the exception of Cusco getting turned into a llama, but you could, you could definitely do that CGI and I think that I think that could be a really with a, with the right cast. I think that would be a really funny movie. I am not even. I, I feel like you guys are in my brain because every time I would pick a movie, you guys would say the next one, <laughs> and I want to be original, but I just can't. It literally <laughs> started with Sam. Tangled is my favorite movie. Disney or not of all time. Some may argue Titanic. I'm I flip flop <laughs> between the two. But Tangled is little I resonate with that character. I have two thousand piece puzzles sitting downstairs waiting to be finished. Like it she her story, her music, everything to do with Rapunzel is is me. I love her. So my just because it's my favorite, I would love to see a Tangled sequel. Um but then, man, Ratatouille and Emperor's New Groove would literally be so funny. I think Ratatouille is beautiful with the French music and, I mean, the rats. 
it's better than other rap movies I've seen. Um, <laughs> oh God! But I can't imagine the rap movie. I have to say list. that's I I love all of the picks except for Derek. Sorry, Derek. I just can't <laughs> see. I just can't. I love Ratatouille. That's the funny part. It's like one of my favorite movies. But I kind of feel like when you're doing live action, it's helpful if you have a musical instead of just a you know a non musical animation. And I don't want to see CGI rats. I really don't want to see CGI <laughs> okay, rats. No, you can I get real I'm rats. You get real life rats. <laughs> but Stuart Little was so good. He had a tiny car and he wore a jacket. <laughs> and like it was, but he had sunglasses. Like it was good. It worked really well. The only thing I can't see would be like when they're all over the kitchen. And there's just a million of them all over the place. That might be a little strange, but I think it would still work out. It'd be gross. Jenna <laughs> says um, Pocahontas, but it needs to be the real story. They'll never do it. And I've seen something where I think it was Alan Minken said that Pocahontas would be one that would be great to have a sequel, but they could never do it. So uh, Ryan, again, can't believe we're not getting a live action Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Hercules. <laughs> Tangled would be great. Tim Burton Ryan, made a live action Ichabod. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> no, Ryan it was. Her- Ryan says Hercules would be a pretty good candidate. Uh, Vicky, Nightmare Before Christmas. No. I, no. Um, Ryan says uh, John Farwood comes in decides to give Ratatouille the Lion King treatment and go hyper realistic. Yuck. This yeah. is what I'm talking about, Ryan. We're, we're no. of the same mind on Ratatouille being, being live action. Oh, hey. So, that time of year, that time of the show, Kate, run, doing around the horn with you, Pixie Dust ratings out of five. 3.5. I'm giving it two and a half. I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. And I'm at a three. So... Oh. That's pretty good for Derek. Very yeah. good on the road. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, average is 2.6. So, you know, kind of in the middle of the road. Oh, hey. The other thing we watched this week was Book of Boba Fett, episode four. Kate, I know you have not watched this, so we will see you in a moment. And uh, going to bring in Gina. Hi. Our resident hey, Star Wars expert. So, and Gina, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. What needs to happen in the second half of the series? I'll make it short and sweet. If you watched episode four, we know we have to have Mandalorian. We know we have to tie this all together Ooh. with um, Din Djarin. What's his name? Din Djarin. We have to t- tie it in and he needs to be here. And that's how we're going to make this work. It's going to all tie together. And then it's going to lead on to some other fabulous story about Ahsoka and Sabine. That's, that's my hope. Anyway, Pete, what about you? Yeah, they clearly uh, gave a severe hint that we were going to see uh, Mandalorian, uh, the Mandalorian show up in the next episode, but um, they didn't come out and say it, but they gave us a musical cue. Um, I would like to see a lot more consistency from this show because I have found the quality of this show to be up and down and up and down. And so I would like to see this. This episode was, again, better, um, but. I, uh, there were some parts of this episode that I liked a lot, but, um, yeah, it's, I, I, I also am happy that I think we're finally done with the flashbacks. 
And I completely agree with what Derek said earlier. I wish they had just told it as a straight story instead of flashback and forward and flashback and forward. If he's fully healed, he's out of that tank. Because in that tank is where he was having those flashbacks. Right. So if he's completely healed, it is over. Yeah. And I think I think that's yeah. the case. And yeah. um, I'm happy for that because I I didn't really enjoy the the way it would flip back and forth because I don't. Typically, you do that when you're relating the two, and I don't feel like that happened in this. That's really mm-hmm. happening in this show. Yeah. I think it's more, I don't know, it's more discordant than it is interesting. So, yeah, um, that's so I, 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 I'm looking forward to the second half more because I think we're going to get a more straightforward story. So, Rebecca, um, I'm a lit after watching all of these episodes, I feel a little bit different about how I felt about the flashbacks in the beginning because I knew nothing about Boba Fett or that character except for what he had given us in the Mandalorian series. So I I was indifferent about the flashbacks, other than it was just confusing to follow the time for me because I didn't know which one was which. But now realizing that we're kind of getting out of that phase, like you said, Pete, um, the flashbacks kind of helped me understand his how he became, I guess, who he was and like why certain like where he got his training and why certain things were important and stuff like that. So a little indifferent about those, but I'm so excited that Mandalorian is going to come in Um I loved that series out of all of the Star Wars things that I've seen. Um, I always thought it was intriguing and, you know, caught my attention. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, those characters together more. Um, so very positive from someone who is, is not a Star Wars person that it's getting better. So, yeah. Good. Sam? Yeah. I'm, I'm with all of you guys on this. I think we need more consistency. Um, some of the episode, you know, episode one was kind of meh. Episode two was a little bit better. Episode three was kind of meh. Episode four was a little bit better. So we need a little bit more consistency with the storyline, with the interest. I liked getting to the background on Fennec Shand, which is Ming-Na Wen's character. I was really happy that we finally found out how they became, I'll call them partners um, uh, or loyal to one another. And so, yeah, I really liked that storyline, but I agree with Pete that they could have done it in a much more straightforward way instead of giving us these back and forth flashbacks. But I also think that that's probably done uh, for the rest of this season. Um, I do want to see a little more Wookiee. I am enjoying this, the new Wookiee. I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Um, Black Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum, thank you, <laughs> yeah. Chrysanthemum. So I want to see a little bit more of Chrysanthemum. Um, I want to see a little bit more of the young, I'm going to call them cyborgs, um, because they're, they have these modifications that make them part, you know, they're human, but they have robot parts in them. So um, I'll, like the Borg, like in Star Trek. So I want to see- and Fennec Shand is too, and, which I and love. Fen- and we found out <laughs> Fennec Shand is a Borg yes. as well. So I, I'd like to see more of the Borg. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to get to know those characters. Um, but I'm not sure where the... I agree with you all, Mandalorian's coming, but I'm not sure where this all is going. And I'm a little disappointed we're halfway into the season and I still don't know exactly where we're... I still don't have a real good idea of where the plot is going. Other than... Obviously, there's going to be some conflict over who's going to rule uh, this area on Tatooine. Derek? 
Um, I'm kind of with Ryan here. We're only halfway through the season. Yeah, this was only episode four. Guys, episode four was totally a why did we really need to be here for this to me? It's other than stay neutral and they're going to buy help. Not much happened to advance the plot. Um, you're going to get the showdown with the Pikes and it needs to finish it one way or another. Uh, at this point, this could have been a two and a half hour movie and a very slow one at that to me. Um, the Mandalorian I've actually starting the season I hadn't seen any of the Mandalorian I've liked I've watched four episodes now of the Mandalorian I've liked it so far just because it's a constant plot yes there's subplots but the main plot keeps moving I'm I can't believe these were both written by the same person Honestly, mm-hmm. the Mandalorians, the strong, silent, mysterious type that I wanted from Boba Fett, and I'll watch. I was really looking forward to this episode, to this series. I was. I'll, we have three episodes left. I'll watch them. I don't really want to at this point. So this is uh, this is the Favreau deal, though Favreau Filoni deal, where you slog on in a couple of things to build background. I, that's a what it couple is. Couple of things, but I never a felt of like. Things. Like, yeah, well, because Clone Wars, I'm just comparing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, closer to Clone Wars. Um, the Mandalorian, like, there were better episodes and weaker episodes, but I never felt like I just, like, it's not good. <laughs> you know, like, like every episode had kind of um, some story to that. Like, like, he was kind of, he, like, went different places and did different things, but every episode had, like, a story within the episode as well as, as Derek pointed out, this continuing story that propelled. And I feel like this show is very much meandering. Like it's just, it's just kind of, it's, 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 it's like Boba. Yeah. It's wandering in the desert it's, for five years. Yeah. It, it's definitely <laughs> got the Clone Wars vibe. It's yeah. got the Clone Wars vibe though. Cause you gotta suffer through to get to the good parts. <laughs> I think the, oh, good. Oh, I was like, Dan says Fett's building his army. Yes, Dan, we get it. Can't wait till he rides the Rancor. Yeah. That's going to be so awesome. <laughs> yeah, but do we really need to wait until the last episode, the last 10 minutes to see the good part? Yeah, I mean, I, and I was going to say, I'm not going to wait until like, what is it, season four? Episode that six or whatever. Or, <laughs> yeah. or, um, or, no, season, no, no, season four, season. not even episode six. No. Season four of Clone episode Wars. Episode like 12. Yeah, yeah, episode, <laughs> yeah I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to slog through all those episodes in order to get to like the good part way yeah. at the end of season four. Sorry, not my yeah. jam. But it's I so just, good. I just feel like the we've watched a lot of Marvel and now we're watching, you know, more star Wars things too. The biggest difference that I've noticed with us is like Marvel has too many plots happening. There are too many things you have to keep track of and star Wars. There's like not enough things that are happening. <laughs> so true. Star Wars is like 70 years of timeline. They're trying to get through it. <laughs> And, it's uh, and so I'll say boring. <laughs> it's slow. There's not enough going on. It's funny. I thought it was yeah. very no, awful. Right. I love that. You're I love right. that comparison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, an, but another thing in this series, there's no bad guy. Like, who's the bad guy? We're four episodes in. Who's the bad guy? The, the Pikes? mayor? The mayor? The mayor. I'm not even sure the Pikes are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not it's, all the Pikes anyway. It's like, I don't even, even in like, let's, I mean, doing the Marvel comparison. Yeah. We didn't know. 
Kingpin was the bad guy, but at least we knew there were bad guys. Right. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there's... Well, they're all bad because they're all these crime syndicates. They're all right. bad. Whatever. Okay. That's, I mean, mm, really, whatever. they're all bad. Yeah. But if, yeah. They, if, if they have Coming a character a we want to root for, they have to give us someone to root against. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, next week, we do have Boba Fett episode five, but we are also going to be reviewing the Will Smith series, Welcome to Earth. It is him going to the first episode. He goes to like down inside a volcano. Second episode, he goes 3000 meters or a thousand meters down to the bottom of the ocean. Um, and it's really interesting because he's afraid of water. So, <laughs> but it's, it's him and all these extremes places on earth. So that's what we're going to be looking at next week. Don't necessarily need to watch every episode, but the more episodes you can watch, guys. I've watched, I said, I've watched the first two episodes so far. I want to keep watching the rest. Um, had several other people say that they have really enjoyed it that I've worked with. So that's what we're going to be looking at next week. We're, we're, I will say, if, so you, if you want to follow along with us, definitely watch the first one because we're all going to, at minimum, yeah. watch the first one. At minimum, watch the first one. Yeah. I In two weeks, as a little bit of a preview with the Winter Olympics coming up, we will be watching Cool Runnings as a vault show. Fun. So that's that's coming in a couple weeks. Uh, if you have any other suggestions, uh, end of February is still kind of sparse and uh, haven't heard much for March yet. So... Dan, Dan's giving us Dan's giving us a suggestion in the comments. He's been watching Pop Goes the Vet. It's Doctor Pimple Popper for animals. No. I <laughs> love Doctor Pimple Popper, no, so no, I'm out. in Dan. No. Awesome. <laughs> Me and Kate no. apparently are in. <laughs> no, you two can watch it. Has that? Okay. If anyone else has suggestions, <laughs> um, please email us plusplatoon at gmail .com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, just about everything. If you aren't listening to us live, we are on all major podcast platforms. And once you, if you find us on there, please, please, please give us those five-star reviews. That's how we get more people out there. We're building slowly, but every review and every, hey, guys, referral to a friend is so great. So with that being said, everyone, we will see you guys next week with... Um, seal Kate down there. Kate's been getting a little bit too close no, she's to the a dolphin walrus. Not, She's not a seal. She's so. a walrus. Oh. You're and on mute, Kate. Muted, Kate. <laughs> Better. She's a muted walrus. So with that, I was trying to say, be a rescuer. <laughs> okay, Kate. Anyway, Kate needs to go to bed. So with that, I think we will all say goodnight. So goodnight, everyone. Yay. Howdy. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live if you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. 
The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.